0: Greetings, I'm Bishop Chester Wright, and this is Lesson One in the video series entitled "How to Study the Bible." That may sound uh, kind of innocuous or uh, obvious to some, but there's other than knowing how to pray. There's no more significant knowledge, understanding, skill. Uh, that a believer should have if they truly want to be all that god would have them to be we live in a world where uh, truth is constantly changing what was true yesterday won't be tr- won't be true today and whatever's true today won't be true tomorrow because something will come along that will change all that but I am so thankful to tell you that I believe with all of my heart there is an eternal, unchangeable, inviolable truth that is God himself and that he revealed himself to us in his written word. He is so anxious for us to know him and to know truth that he had it all written down for us in the most uh, ingeniously written book that's ever been written. In fact, the Bible is not a uh, a natural book. The Bible is a supernatural book. One of my favorite verses in the Scripture, and the reason it's one of my favorites is because it gives you the scope of the Word of God, the Bible. To the world, it's just a book. To the world, to some people in the world, it's a hated book. To some people in the world, it's a book of stories and fairy tales. But the but the Gospel of John, the last two verses of the Gospel of John, gives us perspective on the Word of God that is just major in its significance. John chapter 21, verse 24 and 25 says, This is the disciple which testifies of these things and wrote these things, and we know that his testimony is true. Now listen to this. And there are also many other things which Jesus did, the which... If they should be written, everyone, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. The, the word of God is such a powerful, powerful uh, source of uh, truth and direction and strength and and, and 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 knowledge and wisdom. All of that is available to us because of the word of God. This book is unlike any other book. It has been written in a way that it's like no other book. It is supernatural. Every single verse of the Bible is a is a library in and of itself. Every verse has so many depths and levels and uh, of understanding and context to it that it is there's no such thing as a verse being familiar. I have been studying the Bible. Devotedly, since February of 1965, uh, I was raised in the church, but I wasn't a student of the word. I, didn't, I, I, I listened to Sunday school. I listened in, uh, in youth services. I paid attention to the pastor when he preached. And that was my source of what I knew about the word. I didn't read it very much. I certain, certainly didn't study it very much. But during my first year at the Naval Academy, it didn't take long. Uh, when I sat around in discussions with other people that knew the Bible uh, from their perspective better than I did, it didn't take them long to prove their doctrine, and I could not prove mine until I reached the point that I didn't know what truth was anymore. I didn't know what truth was anymore. Uh, I had had such a powerful experience of receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost that I could not walk away from God. But I I didn't know who God was anymore. I didn't know what his truth was anymore. I didn't know how to be saved anymore because everything I thought I knew had been undermined by those who knew their Bible a lot better than I did. And so I received a study Bible for my birthday in February of 1965. It was my 19th birthday during my first year at the Naval Academy. And I was so desperate uh, I, I couldn't walk away. God was, God was too real. My experience with God was too real, but I didn't have any foundation for all of that anymore. And so I was so insecure, felt like I was sitting on such or standing on such shifting sands because while my experiences were real and true, the basis for those I didn't have anymore. I didn't know what they were. So while it would have been easier for me in that intense peer pressure of the Naval Academy to have just given up on all of it and just live like others were living. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do it. I, 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 I wanted to be saved. Uh, I, I desperately wanted to be saved. I did not want to be lost. And, and I knew that what I had experienced was true was real. And so therefore I, I, I remember Uh, I was, uh, my roommates were out on Liberty and I was in the, in the room by myself on a Saturday night and I was so desperate and, uh, I, something rose up in me and, uh, I, I, I got out of my chair, knelt down by my bunk and laid my Bible on the bunk and I put my hands on that Bible and I prayed things. I don't ever remember thinking before I prayed and said, God, either you're a liar because you are a respecter of persons or you truly are no respecter of persons. You sent me here. You knew there wasn't going to be a church here for me to attend of my faith when I got here. You knew there wasn't going to be a pastor. And having been raised in the Navy I didn't have a pastor. I attended seven different United Pentecostal churches by the time I graduated high school as a member. And and, and with military families, that nobody takes ownership of you. I did not have a pastor. So I'm here in this city with no church of of my faith to go to and no pastor and nobody to call. And I said to him, by kneeling at my bunk, you sent me here. You sent me in this situation. You knew all about this. You knew I would get to this place. Now, because you're not a liar and you're no respecter of persons, I'm going to study this book and you're going to teach me how. And I'm, and you're going to show me truth. I don't care who's right. I'll become whatever it is that I find out it has the truth. If that's Catholic or Mormon or anything in between or whatever else it may be, I will become whatever I find the truth in this book to be, and I will become a part of those who teach this truth that you're showing me in this book. I made some other promises I didn't even know. I didn't even know. I I, I don't even know how I knew to pray them. But I promised him that from that day forward, I would never go to the Bible to try to find scriptures to support what I think, what I believe, but that I would always go to the Bible to, To let him teach me from the word what the word says was truth. And that in doing that, I would always change what I had been believing to what he was showing me now. And I had Bible for that, that we are to walk in the light as he is in the light. And David said, thy word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. So I knew that understanding of truth was progressive. I knew that Isaiah 28 said that he was going to teach knowledge and wisdom to those line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little and there a little. I knew that. And I knew that there wasn't any time that I could ever stop and say, I have all truth. Even though I knew the word of God said he would guide me into all truth. I knew that was going to be a pro- progressive thing for the rest of my life. And here all these years later, all these many years later, I, I, I'm i still be- knowing I don't have all the truth yet. And so it's a regular search it's a hunger in my heart to have truth. So I promised him that I would never go to the word to find that which would support what I believe, but I would always go to the word to let him show me in his book what he was wanting me to know at this time in my life. Because of course, truth is progressive. Truth is progressive. And so I, I, I want to be, I wanted to be a part of that. I, I, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to uh, uh, to receive truth. I wanted to receive truth. And things were put in my spirit that I didn't even know. And I began to study the Bible. And for two years, I, I studied the Word of God. I did not have a computer. Not a, I didn't have a software program. I didn't even have a true study Bible as I knew it to be many years later. I had a, a this was a study Bible because it was my first Bible that had it something other in in it other scriptures had these little center column reference things where you'd have a letter by a word in the scripture and you'd go to that and it would may have might have a couple of scriptures that were typic basically on that topic uh also there was a small concordance in the back and it was far from being an exhaustive concordance and there were also some uh, a little bit of other reference works on the back so I had questions. I wanted answers. I wanted to answer my questions. To be able to answer somebody else's questions was not a, a, an issue for me. I wasn't studying to prove somebody wrong. I wasn't studying to 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 to, uh, uh, to have a, a leg up on somebody or to be able to brag about some uh, uh, my truth versus your truth or somebody. That wasn't my motive at all. I had questions. I wanted answers to my questions. I wanted answers to my questions. I wanted to know that I had answers that would enable me to be able to trust my salvation to those answers. And so I I took uh, eight and a half by 11 line sheets of paper and and a pencil. And I kept, and I had at the top of each one of those pages, I had uh, 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 a subject that I wanted to know the answer to it: uh, What does it take to be saved? Uh, uh, is repentance necessary? Is water baptism necessary? Another page: uh, What name should I be baptized in? Uh, it, it, how? What? What is the mode of baptism and? Uh, is, is the baptism of the Holy Ghost in the Bible is, is it necessary for salvation? How do you know when a, well, how do I know when I've received the baptism of the Holy Ghost? I did that with a Godhead. I had a stack of papers with all these different questions at the top that I wanted answers to. And I didn't, then I would just let the the Holy Ghost would lead. I didn't systematically start reading. I didn't just start with Genesis or start with Matthew 1-1. I would, I would, I would pray and the Lord would direct me someplace I'd begin to read and read around that. And so often he would direct me to an area and I'd read, a, oh, and, I, and I'd and take that sheet out, whatever that question was that that verse applied to. And sometimes it applied to a couple of different places. And I would write out in in longhand in, in pencil on each one of those pages that particular scripture. And I did that over and over and over again. I, I don't honestly know how I graduated. I absolutely studied this stuff. That I was going to school for, the, the very minimum I had to to be able to get passing grades. My goal was to know truth. My goal was to know truth, and so I did that. And 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 after several months of that, uh, I and I had a lot of scriptures on different places the uh, the scientific method is you come up with a, a a principle and then you 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 come up with a theory or whatever and then you go into the lab and test it to see whether or not it's true you come up with a prototype and you put it in the lab you put it under load you test it well i had the perfect lab that same group of guys, that same Bible discussion that was happening regularly during study hour when people could get away and we weren't under pressure for finals or whatever, that was my perfect place. So after I'd been studying a couple of months, I went back in and shared what I was giving. Well, they tore it apart and this happened and and I went back and studied a while and I would go back and and uh they would tear it apart. And so I'd do this, and then I study more and more, and then I'd go back and share what was given me. Well, very gradually I began to notice they had less and less ways to refute what God was showing me. And then after two years, uh we reached the place that they they couldn't refute any of it. They, they weren't going to believe it. That's not what we believe, but we can't prove you wrong. And uh, the, the, the culmination of that was right after my 21st birthday, which was two years after I'd started studying, uh, one of my classmates came up to me, Dwayne Ammerman from uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, he said to me, uh, I'm ready to be baptized. I said, what? He looked at me like I was crazy. He said, I'm ready to be baptized. I said, why? And uh, he, he, he looked at me like I'd lost my mind. <laughs> and he said, because I've been listening. Well, he didn't understand. I wasn't trying to prove anybody wrong. I wasn't trying to convince anybody else. I just wanted to know truth that they couldn't refute, that they couldn't disprove. I wanted to know that for me. I wasn't trying to convince him or anybody else. It, I wasn't preaching to them. I wasn't uh, debating them for the, for the purpose of convincing them or changing their minds. I just wanted to know that what I had could, I could count on that they couldn't refute it. And these were, some of these guys were, they were really, really knowledgeable in the word. They really were. And I thank God for them because they were the motivation in taking away and ref, in, in undermining everything I believe. They were the motivation. That ended up causing all of this that I had had, uh, uh, thought I had from paying attention in Sunday school, from paying attention in, uh, in, in, uh, uh, youth services and in church services. I listened to the preacher. I listened. In fact, I, I was, I was Pentecostal proud. I was pretty sure I knew it. I, that we've got the truth and this is the truth and I know it and, and these guys are wrong and whatever. Well, that proved to, they proved to me how proud I was, how deceived I was in the thinking that what I had was the absolute truth. Well, uh, I didn't have the truth. You said, well, you, you, you were born in the United Pentecostal Church. You, you're still preaching what the United Pentecostal Church preaches today. No, I didn't have the truth. It wasn't my truth. I had never studied and made it my truth. It was my pastor's truth. It was the United Pentecostal Church's truth. It was never my truth. It never had become mine. I never had made it mine. I'm not going to die for somebody else's truth. People backslide first and foremost because it's not their truth. The scripture says, buy the truth and sell it not. We're to love the truth. We're to love the truth and buy, and, and, and we're not supposed to sell the truth. Well, let me tell you something right now. <laughs> you can't love a truth that's not your truth. It can't be your parents' truth. It can't be your pastor's truth. It can't be the church's truth. It can't be the United Pentecostal Church's truth. It's got to be your truth between you and God. It's got to be. Otherwise, Otherwise, when the day comes that you're put in a place where you have to make some hard decisions about whether or not you're going to do what uh, the word of God says or what man says you're supposed to do. And maybe even they pass laws that you're supposed to do this or that or the other. You're not going to stand for truth if it's not your truth. People don't die for truth that's not their truth. Even if that dying out is dying out to the flesh daily and doing the will of God daily. I'm not going to I'm not going to do that if it's not my truth. I may go to church because I'm religious. I may go to church because I don't want to go to hell. I may go to church because it makes me a better person. I may go to church because they're nice people. I may go to church because I want to be a part of something. But I can't be saved by the church. I'm saved by the word of God which is the truth. But if I don't know the truth, if I'm not ready to give an answer to every man who asks me concerning this hope that's in me, my truth, my hope, if I'm not ready to do that, I'm not ready to live for God. I'm not ready to be the child of God. I can't be a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. If I don't love the word and love truth and pursue it so that it becomes mine, I can't. I can't do that. I have to be able to search the truth to know the to know the truth. Jesus said to the Pharisees, "You do err, not knowing the Scriptures nor the power of God." If I don't know the Scriptures, I'm easily led in error. If I'm not, if I don't know the Scriptures, I'm easily deceived by the imitation voices of the devil. Uh, that are speaking to me, that are trying to imita- that imitate the word of God, imitate the voice of God. That's why the, the, the John said, try the spirits to see whether or not they be of God. How do I try the spirits if I don't know what the voice of God says? If I don't know what God says, then I don't know whether or not the voice that's speaking in my inner man is God or some imitation. Because I have no truth to compare it with. I have no truth to compare it with. So I'm saying to you today, you need to pursue truth. So Dwayne says to me, uh, I want to be baptized. I said, okay. Well, it wasn't a church that that I knew of within 45 minutes to an hour of uh, of Annapolis that could uh, baptize him. And I wasn't authorized at that time to baptize. And so... I, uh, I I I uh, I called uh, the church in Dover, Delaware, and asked them to send somebody over, and I called around town for churches that I knew had baptistries, and I said, I'm a midshipman, and I have another midshipman that wants to be baptized by immersion. Uh, can we use your baptistry? And there was a little church over in an area of uh, Annapolis, uh, not very far from the academy, and in fact, it happened to be happened to be the area where my wife and I first lived and where our first church services were held when we came here some, uh, five years later, four years later. And so here we are, (laughs) uh, three years later, excuse me. Uh, here we are and, 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 uh, Brother John Hopkins Sr. came over and we went to uh, this little church on a Saturday night and they let us use their baptistry. And uh, Dwayne had never in his life uh, been in any kind of Pentecostal church service. He'd never heard anybody speak in tongues. He'd never seen or heard anybody worship like a Pentecostal did. And uh, uh, I stood on the outside of the baptistry. It was one of those baptistries. You walked up steps and down into steps into the baptistry. And Brother Hopkins went down into the water with uh, Dwayne. And uh, I'm standing on the outside, holding a towel. And Brother uh, Hopkins talks to Dwayne a little bit because we didn't have much time. They weren't giving us much time. And uh, and uh, he just wanted to make sure that Dwayne understood what he was doing and why he was doing it. He had all the answers. He gave all the right answers. Brother Hopkins prayed for him, baptized him, and Dwayne came up out of the water and it just a, and said, I don't even know how he knew to say these words. I had never prayed with Dwayne. I, I don't know if that's right or wrong, but I didn't. I'd always prayed by myself. There, I, there, there was no church service for Dwayne to go to, so we, we worshiped, and uh, he came up out of the water. The first words out of his water were, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. He said that a few times. The next thing you know, he was speaking in tongues. He came up out of the water. His hand shot in the air. I don't know how he knew to do that. Nobody told him to do that. He'd never seen it done. He was one of the shyest people I've ever met in my life. His hand shot straight up in the air, and he began to pray, and uh, uh, and, he, and he started speaking in tongues. And uh, I'm standing on the steps. And uh, I, I'm watching this. In fact, I'd been raised in Pentecost and I'd heard of people laughing in the spirit. I'd never heard it in my life. I'd never seen it. And here's this very shy man. Uh, standing in the water. And after he spoke in tongues for about 10 minutes or so, he starts laughing in the spirit, just laughing the most joyous laughter I'd ever heard in my life. And I'm standing there. And the first time this, this Pentecostal boy had ever seen anybody or heard anybody laugh in the spirit was by a person who had never been in any Pentecostal service, had never seen a Pentecostal worship or pray or praise God. And, uh and so uh, I'm standing there, tears are flo- just streaming down my face, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, it's real. This is real. This is true, and this is real. There was no, there was, there were, there was no environmental factors that, that prepared Dwayne to do any of that. There was no experience that he had had before. He'd never been around Pentecostals before. He didn't, there was none of that. That was all spirit inspired, spirit motivated, uh, and, and he just responded and, and and i'm thinking to myself, and then it hit me the only thing he knew about the truth is what he'd heard from me and i wasn't even trying to witness to him i was trying to prove whether or not the answers i was getting was of god or not well in the in the next year and a half or so uh there were six other uh, of my classmates that got baptized and received the Holy Ghost and suddenly I had people to take care of. And, and, and so I didn't even realize what I was doing was pastoring, but they were all coming to me to be taught. And, and they were, we were getting together then and talking and praying and whatever. And, uh, uh, I, I have to admit to you, <laughs> I was so surrendered and so neutral, uh, in my pursuit of truth and and i had god had given me such a completely blank screen a completely blank slate of uh of uh, of what to expect from him from his word and what truth was that i ended up actually being somewhat disappointed when i found out that what really was truth is what i had been taught but had never made my own because i was willing I was ready it was, I was ready ready to stand for whatever God was giving me. I was ready to do that. I was prepared to do that. And it didn't matter to me, I, you know, I was prepared for people I'd been raised with to be against me and against what I was doing because of the fact that I was uh going away from what I'd been taught and come to find out the problem wasn't those that taught me. The problem was mine. Because I relied on other people, on their knowledge of God, on the church I was a part of, my Sunday school teachers, my youth. And I. yes, I I needed to receive all that. But I needed to take the next step in studying the Bible for myself until this truth became mine. It had to become mine. You will not die out to self every day. For a truth that's not your truth. You will not face death for the truth. For a truth that's not your truth. And so I'm saying to you today, uh, in this testimony that's actually an introduction, uh, to this, uh, this, uh, series on how to study the Bible. This isn't just a, uh, 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 theoretical or intellectual series of lessons to me. I am sharing with you in this series of lessons what God taught me for myself in how to find truth from the reliable truth from the word of God. Truth that can't be contradicted. Truth that cannot be gainsaid. That people, if you show it to them in the book, they can't deny it. They may not yield to it. They might not accept it, but they can't deny it. Uh, That's the kind of truth God wants you to have. Truth you can rely on. We are to study, to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman, which needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I cannot be a true Christian and not know the word of God. I cannot be a true Christian a true disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ without knowing the word of God for myself. I cannot be truly biblically apostolic if I do not know the truth of the word of God for myself. Truth that cannot be refuted, that cannot be denied, that cannot be disproven. Cannot be. I know that, some will be uncomfortable with the statement I'm about to make, and so be it. So be it. But when I left the Naval Academy, I, I made this statement many times, that I went there as third-generation Pentecostal and left there a first-generation apostolic. I went there knowing truth that my grandmother and my mother both believed and that I had been raised in. But I left there being a first-generation apostolic. It was my truth. It was the apostles' doctrine. And I was continuing steadfastly in the apostles doctrine which is the first step to being apostolic. If I don't have apostolic doctrine I can't be apostolic. And Apostolic doctrine covers all kind of subjects. Just read Paul's epistles alone and see all the variety of subjects that Paul covered. And to a lesser degree, because of the, the difference in the volume of the writing, Peter and James and John and Luke also wrote many things. Many things. Jesus' own teaching of the Gospels uh, while he was on this earth. It's covered very broad subjects. And so, if you want truth, you don't want just truth on how to be saved. You don't want just truth on who God truly is. You don't want just truth on whether or not to pay tithes. You don't want just truth on to live holy. You want truth, all the truth. And he promised to guide us into all truth. This is my testimony. This It's my testimony. I didn't read this in a book. I lived that and I lived this and I'm still living it today. And that's why studying the word of God today is just as important to me today as it's ever been. Why? I don't have all the truth. There are so many things in this book I want to understand. I, I want I to want answer and I'm studying for the purpose, not of answering other people's questions. I'm studying for the purpose of finding answers to my own questions. But the beauty of God and the beauty of the word of God is this. Every question he answers provokes in me two, three, four, five other questions. So I never run out of stuff to study. I never run out of stuff I want to know, things I want to know and understand. I never run out of it because I want to know that. I want to know it. And I've also learned this, that with every subject that I thought I knew, there's so many different layers and levels of it and depths of it. The Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. And if I have the Holy Ghost and I have the Word and I'm studying the Word of God with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is going to constantly take me to deeper and deeper depths of understanding of the Word of God. I, I pray today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray today that God would put a hunger for the Word of God in your heart. That God would give you a a supernatural resolve by the grace of God that you're going to study the Word you're going to seek the word uh, the uh, the word uh, the, you're going to search in the Word of God for God you're going to search in the word to find God to know God He wants us to know him and He gave us this in his word He wants us to know this he wants us to know this he wants you to know this today. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, by the Spirit of God, I impart to you a hunger for the Word of God today. I speak the Spirit of grace upon you to give you a determination to seek and pursue the Word of God for yourself. God taught me biblical principles for finding reliable truth, the true truth from the word of God. And I will be sharing these things point by point with you over this series of lessons. I didn't get any of this out of somebody else's book and I appreciate everything that everybody's ever written to try to help somebody. But everything I'm teaching you in this series of lessons, God gave to me for myself. And I'm sharing them with you. And in these lessons alone, what I'm asking you to do as I'm closing this lesson, what I'm asking you to do with each one of these lessons, because the, 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 the set of scriptures and whatever will be available, uh, as a PDF file that are used. Now, there are scriptures that God will give me as I'm teaching that weren't in the notes. And unless I remember or somebody else remembers to put them in the notes, they may not be there, but, uh, you can, you can have that set of notes of open. Uh, while you're watching the videos and make your own notes. But what I, what I'm asking you to do first and foremost is to go back to the book. Go back to the book on every one of these lessons until each one of the points of this, these lessons become yours. Because if the principles of how to study the Bible don't become yours, then you won't trust them in your own study and pursuit of the Word of God. You won't trust them. You won't trust them. And so I am praying for you today in Jesus name that you will receive a hunger and a determination for the to buy the truth and sell it not in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ God bless you